This is Helen Zaltzman, and you're listening to our best frequencies forever. doing out there thank you guys so much for tuning in to bff.fm best frequencies forever my name is dj neb 808 and you are tuned into the hardcore heaven radio power hour the show where i sit down with the best and brightest in bay area electronic music for an hour of interview and an hour of music today's guest is the one and only reigns deaf we're really excited this first song we're hearing is Siphon Brain Itch by our guest, Brainstaff. Cool, cool. All right. Um, I feel like let's just kind of roll into it. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Oh, right off the bat, get things started. Just a quick little introduction. Your name, pronouns, you know, anything else you want to tell the people? Where you're from? What do you do? Fuck yeah. My name is Rain. Um, I go by Rain stuff online because my left ear don't fucking work at all. I'm from Florida, the northwest region of that. I started and run currently Armada Springs, this like internet collective with like a label attached to it, something like that. And yeah, my pronouns are they, them. I'm a non-binary bitch. Non-binary bitches in, in BFF studio. All mm-hmm. right. Um, sick. Well, again, thank you so much for sitting down with me. To just start talking about how you got into electronic music, I feel like it's a type of music that people stumble upon a bunch of different ways. Just based on our conversations we were having earlier, it sounds like it was something you were introduced to from a very early age. I'm interested to hear kind of like what type of music you were listening to. When did you start <laughs> like getting into dance music? And then maybe 
a bit of like the journey from a young reigns um yes. into like starting to produce and then getting to where we are now okay so uh i would say i was listening to electronic music before i was even born just like in my mom's stomach she uh she was raised in like the south and was really into rave music she started out as like a goth kid but eventually just went to like raves after she got into like doing stuff like e ecstasy you know how that goes with trance music and i think that's what captivated her um just that like acid jungle old diesel boy dj aphrodite shit like that so she always had me on that as a young age i didn't really get into electronic myself like where i'm like diving into different pockets until I'd say, like, 2011, 2010, 2011. She had showed me fucking Skrillex and, like, dubstep when that was coming up at the time. And I was pretty into that. And then I got more into, like, Four to the Floor um, and stuff like Hardstyle. Um, I was obsessed with Hardstyle. Like, I, I was in dance at the time. So uh, it was a really big thing. Like, the Melbourne Shuffle. I was down with that shit and just, like, stomping my little, my little feet. Uh, a lot of people around me didn't fuck with it. But, yeah, Hardstyle and just, like, a lot of those kind of... I don't know what else you would call it. I guess, like, certain types of techno. I was a techno hater until, like, fucking last year. <laughs> um, just because it just felt too boring, but now I get it. Uh, it just depends on the artist <laughs> you're listening to. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. For me, electronic music was just, like, a fidget toy. It still kind of is. Music is just, like, a fidget toy to help me stem. Uh, it's a really fun one, and electronic music just happens to be something that's very mechanical, very techy. You can kind of just like mess around with wavetables and like drums and like sequencers and then it'll sound cool, but it's it's just also fun to highlight and like trigger different sounds. Um I started actually ironically on this like cheap ass plastic um virtual DJ board they were selling in like Kohl's for like 50 bucks. Nice. My mom got it for me for Christmas cuz she wanted me to be a DJ. I still don't consider myself a DJ. Uh, I Like we talked about earlier, you know, we just facilitate music at these parties. To me, um, I do play a lot of original material, so I, I do see it as just like an, an artist thing. Um, but it's it's definitely still just a huge way to facilitate this, like, tube of music in your ear. Like, <laughs> it, it's it, that's all it is at the end of the day. We're just making sound waves vibrate in your ear, you know, so... Um, but yeah, at that age, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I'd open up Virtual DJ, try and do like stupid, like at the time it was Mashcore for me, which was a sound that was ironically birthed from Flipnote Hitena. I don't know if you know that shit. It was on the DS and it was just like that animation application where you can draw each frame and then make a little animation out of it. Uh, and they had like a hub for it called Hatena and like people would upload content. That was honestly YouTube for me before I could get on YouTube and like not get in trouble for watching some things. <laughs> um, and yeah, like, like I said, a lot of uh, genres are born from that shit, Mashcore being one of them. And so at the time I'm like playing on Virtual DJ, I ditched the fucking board, it's garbage, you can't do anything. I always felt very limited by that shit. Um, so I just started doing it on the computer and then still feeling limited by that, I start getting into like... Uh, beat sequencing effects in virtual dj and then at that point i'm like i need to just make music um I'm, i was really into boom bap at the time and a lot of the it was before it was lo-fi i guess it got, it got called lo-fi in what like 2015 2016 i don't know something like that so at the time it was still just boom bap like new jobs jay dilla shit like that and all these motherfuckers were using like uh, the machine and then like like the NPC and then like um, the 404 and so I really wanted to get into like finger drumming and like working with sequences and stuff so 
I was looking online. I remember seeing like FL Studio for the first time, and I thought it was like an ad for like a studio in Florida. I didn't think it was like a DAW or anything, uh-huh. and so Florida I ended up. Studio, that's yeah, funny. I was like, okay, I, that's not really what I'm looking for because I'm I'm sitting here fucking 11 years old, you yeah. know. Like, um, Pulling up to the stew. Yeah, like I as much as I love to, I uh, yeah, I did not have the confidence back then to even think about doing that. I didn't tell anybody I did music for like the first until I was 16. And I started at 11 because it was just like my own little fidget toy, you know? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I downloaded Ableton. I hated Ableton. Realized FL Studio is an actual program, Fruity Loops. I got that shit. And I've been on it ever since. This is actually my 10th year since I started using FL Studio. That's sick. What do you, how do you feel about, I feel like there is some like Fruity Loops hate out there in the in the production world. Yeah. And I feel like, where where do you stand on the like, Fruity Loops versus Ableton versus whatever else, DAW. Logic, Reaper, yeah. Bitwig, fucking all. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I don't hate on any of them. I think, like, they have their pros and cons. Like, I actually still use Ableton. I got back on Ableton a few years ago just to, like, learn it again and actually give it a chance. And I'm glad I did because all these DAWs have really great pros. I just see them as tools. I, I honestly, I think it's fun to hate. And it, I, I'm a happy hater, no doubt. But, like, I don't really i don't know i can understand why people don't like fl it it's more so like programming music in a way and that's kind of what i like about it i i like that it feels like a fidget toy and it's just like you're tinkering with all these little technical things um a lot of people don't like the workflow a lot of people it's like i don't know i think it, it just comes down to like how much have you experienced that dot and how much have you customized it to yourself that's the hmm. biggest thing is like you can really change a lot of these like settings. People don't get that creative with it. And I mean, obviously you can do visual stuff, but yeah, you can literally build your own plugins and things like Patcher, for example. Like I have my friend Sophie, shout out Schizo Scriptures. She's dead ass. Like she's made all these like cool plugins that'll be like maybe a compressor distortion, whatever. But you know, just having that interface, being able to build the interface for some plugin and then features and like it's mechanically ran it it just it's i don't know it's really cool that you can do that in fl studio so i get the hate but at the same time it's like that shit it it's based on your workflow really yeah so i guess going back to a young rains making music i'm interested to hear about you started making it when you were like 11 and it was kind of a very personal thing up until you were like in your teens what was like your kind of progression through what kind of music you were making what was the progression from going from something that's like entirely internal and like you say almost you know a fidgetory for you into putting music out there for like other people to consume well at first it was like i said yeah just my way of expression um i i've always had issues with finding like good ways to let out those like emotions or just stuff that pents up you know stress whatever Um, and I remember like even before getting that software, there was like this fucking demo on the Wii for this like music making software. And like, I would just arrange loops on this like playlist view and get like really excited from that. And like, I think people in my, like around me, you know, and like, for example, my cousin, she was the one that told me to make a SoundCloud and just start putting out music and you know, I had a band camp before that, but yeah, when I was 16, she was like, you know, you should really put this shit out. Like you should really be posting it. I don't know. And I'm, I thought about it. I'm like, you know, I spend so much fucking time doing it. There's going to come a time where like, 
I have way more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and ironically, or wait, you know, I think she actually told me that when I was like 14. Yeah, it was like 14 or 15. I wasn't 16 yet. Cause that, that's the thing when, yeah, I, I didn't realize how quickly that was going to come to me. Um, I, cause I moved out at 16 and those responsibilities started to stack, you know? So it's like, fuck, okay, well I need to make this something. I, I, I can keep it for myself in my own way. Always. Nobody can take music away from me and my connection to it. But if I just work on all the other stuff, which is like promoting it, making art, making Rain's Death a project, um, I think that was really important to me um, after I realized <coughs> all that shit from my cousin telling me, like, oh, yeah, you should just post this. Um, but before that, I probably, yeah, I, if that didn't happen, I probably still wouldn't have posted music. At least I wouldn't have my face attached to it because that's also something I'm pretty conscious about. But at this point, it's like I, I'm fucking rain stuff, you know, I, it, I'm rains. It, it is what it is. Something I definitely see in the music that you put out now is... A, just, there's a whole lot of it. (laughs) Um, You put out a lot of stuff, and the genres and the influences that come through is really widespread. You know, even sometimes in one specific song, there's going to (laughs) be multiple genres. Is that something that's always been a staple of your production? You know, have you ever tried to just kind of focus, be like, all right, Rain's Death is a hard style project, or Rain's Death is this or that, or has it always been a very fluid endeavor yes it's always been very fluid cohesion has hated me since day one i i don't make sense of it because i don't try to uh the thing is i don't go into making music with any idea i don't have any like pre-existing sound sometimes i get motivated i'm like oh i I think oh okay you know i could comb filter this fucking acid and then do a cool little phasing thing with the stereo and maybe that'll you know I, i think about stuff like that but i don't go into anything with any idea um, the most that that's come through in my projects under rain stuff was definitely, um, there was like this era where, uh, my friend group, me, like Vertigo away, Corvus, um, we were all like into D and D. Oh, and Fatnik. Yeah. Shout out the OG Armada crew. Um, but yeah, we were all into D and D at the time and, uh, Vertigo away. She made like a, an entire D and D campaign, like a universe and ended up like making an OST for it, which was uh, the Beiselhoff series. Um, and there's a lot of installments of that now, but that really inspired me. And then I ended up making like my own little campaign slash universe and then basing an album off that. So that was like kind of predetermined, but I rarely do projects like that. It's always just kind of been, uh, oh fuck, I am stressing out right now. Or, oh fuck, I am bored. Or, oh fuck, I need some stimulation. And then I open up the FLP of something new and then get going, you know, it's it's never really been predetermined um, and it, it is directly to do with the widespread of influence I have um, Yeah, like I have a, a full l- notes list uh-huh. of, of just all the different Crowds and scenes I've been in yeah, over the years. I'd love to dive into that a little bit. Maybe we can just kind of start chronologically Back in the day when you were first getting into production and making your own stuff, you talked a little bit about the boom bap scene, which would eventually kind of become lo-fi, but what what was um, a young Rain stuff listening to? What what would we find on your iPod? So you would have found Headhunters, Noisemakers. Those were definitely big hardstyle guys, producers. I don't know what the fuck they're called. For me, um, from there all the way to like I mentioned to you earlier, playing Chet Baker in some of my sets. I love jazz, so like Karen Krog also, down to like old Memphis rap, so like Three Six, The Jimison Family, Lil Zerk, down to like uh, old punk, like Choking Victim, 
um, POD, stuff like that. Uh, even like the cringe screamo. I was listening to PTV, Sleeping with Sirens, um, <laughs> down to pop to fucking Kesha. I mean, it, it jumped around a lot. Um, but at that age, shit, probably a lot of mixes that my mom was still playing. So like stuff like Diesel Boy, like Old Jungle, old like just ravey stuff. Um, I was into like rock it was played around me a lot like incubus chevelle um and that's where like the flyleaf and pod kind of seeped in um finding that shit on my own uh nine inch nails um yeah i don't know at that age it was kind of just i was just consuming it you know and i I, like for a while i never had an ipod um but i did have like an mp3 player Uh and i would just record stuff i'd like wrap it in a thin hoodie and then record stuff out of my mom's like speaker in the car or if i went to some show i would record it so that's how i listened to the bulk of my music for a while until i ended up um getting something better uh, i don't remember what it, what came after that but i think that alone that process of listening to music on that low quality like recording has hella influenced me in the same way that like soundtracks on the ds on the games would be you know it sounds so compressed i mean that that has a lot of influence and like um my project with vertigo away that we released under armada springs verdian range trek through hex landscape it's 80 minutes of down sampled compressed bit crushed music it all sounds like it's coming out of a fucking mp3 recording or like a, a ds and that's the point you know that there's art and the textures that come when you process music down to that low of like a kbps it, it's mm-hmm. just very inspirational to me but yeah very very widespread amount i feel like my earlier influences mean a lot but it really was what came in my teen years and then after i moved out um around like yeah right when i turned 16 um to like 19 i think the bulk of the music that i consumed then and then also around i guess also 20 so like yeah 16 to 20 all that was stuff that's really shaped me as a person um, and that that can that goes in to many genres. Uh, top of the list, definitely like Lil Ugly Mane, Vudmerk, Bedwetter, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Dandelion Hands, Teen Suicide, and then like Pockets of Witch House. Like uh, definitely a lot of Witch House inspiration uh, uh-huh. and like Scrams and emo. That's funny. Um, in my last interview with uh, Serotonin, we talked about Witch House. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, they brought it up, and I'd actually just never heard of it, and I thought that the name was very um, funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's a hilarious scene, too. Like, as I, as the years go on and I hear stuff about some of the artists, it's kind of ironic, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the sound, it's like, people know Crystal Castles. Like, you know Crystal Castles right um i told me about crystal castle okay but i wasn't not not previously fair they were a big project in like the early thousands well they didn't really blow up then but uh that's when they were coming out and then like early 2010s and then they got bigger like later i think like fucking tiktok probably did that i remember seeing like one uh-huh. of their sounds on there but like yeah that that is just like the tip of the iceberg to who inspired them you know there's so many artists like crimes and like even like black cray a lot of people know black cray is like uh, they're a rapper and they do like hip hop and trap stuff and like run goth money records like goth rap but they their early music is all witch house i'd say all their music is witch house under black cray at least um I mean, yeah just like white ring sidewalks and skeletons salem these are i'm just name dropping witch house artists so if anybody's out there listening check these mm-hmm. bitches out for real these are the coolest pockets of the internet yeah how do you um this is like a really a really big question it just kind of popped in but what 
role do you think that um the internet played in forming your like musical taste oh god yeah right i mean you right it's like how do you where do you even begin that's every it's an everything it is i mean like where i'm from nobody around me listened let alone even heard of any of the shit i was into at all i it's it's been a problem for me for years i mean coming actually moving um to the west coast uh, is the only time i've been around people that even remotely could consider it listenable music uh-huh. If they even know it, you know, so it, it, it is a lot to do with the Internet. I was definitely like I didn't I wasn't criminally chronically online, whatever. But uh-huh. um, I was definitely influenced by cultures that I found through online and like sounds. And like I said earlier with like Flip No Hatena, you know, th- that was YouTube before YouTube for me. And the exposure of sounds I got and just like memes and like uh, shit, I, I just a lot of micro pockets of the internet i've found through doing that and like going through forums um i remember when i was in high school i was really into archiving sound kits and like building that and trading them with people and that also helped me find more music you know so it's just every day i find new stuff i think and it's it 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 comes from all these different places but yeah the internet's just a big web that's just how it works i would love to you've name dropped a whole lot of different artists uh, that influenced you growing up. I'd love to maybe spin a track or two from some of those people, kind of set the stage a little bit for what you were listening to, and then we can dive into some of your more recent projects and dissect that. So I wonder if you have any like specific artists and songs that you would love to give people a taste of. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I have, I, like I said, I have a fucking huge list <laughs> of artists. Um, let me see. Yeah, take it. Take your time. Let me uh, actually. Let me put it on you. Would you want? I'm uh-huh. gonna give you like a few categories. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me. Hit me with some words. I'll All right. See. So, we can either go. Let's see. What do I even call that? We can either go like <laughs> e- emo Tumblr music. We can okay. go like old Memphis stuff, or we could go like uh, I don't know, like Ethereal Beats or Witch House. Or Damn, s- honestly, all those sound very appealing. I feel like let's go emo Tumblr, then ethereal. Okay, all right. So first for the emo Tumblr, it's a song by, um, they go by uh, fucking. I just brain farted. The track name's <laughs> Self Harmageddon, and they go uh-huh. by um, Dandelion Hands. Sorry, I'm just like looking at this long ass list. I'm like, Nah, you good? Would um. Would the song be on Spotify if I was to look it up right now? Uh, I think it actually is on Spotify. I always listen to Bandcamp, but it should be on there. Yeah, as everyone should. Fuck Spotify. Yeah. As they say, as I'm typing in, you know, it's <laughs> it's convenient. <laughs> it's inevitable, yeah. It's, that's it's hard. You know you know what they say about ethical consumption and capitalism. Yeah. But um, no, shout out Bandcamp. Real. And SoulSeek. That's another really good place to get you. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of that. Oh, shit. It's like a peer-to-peer client. Um, I don't know how legal it is, but it's pretty uh-huh. cool. It's like, it's a very super simple, straightforward setup client where you can just like keyword search uh, anything and it has a really good search function and like lists of like users drop and then all of their folders of like whatever they huh. upload. And it could be anything. Sample pack. I mean, like some of my music's been uploaded there by randoms. Uh-huh. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's a really good space for that. Oh, yeah. Okay, remind me one more time of the, the song title. Oh, yeah, it's Self-Harmageddon, H-A-R-M. Damn, that is some... This is the emo Tumblr? Yeah, this this was something <laughs> I found on Tumblr when I was, like, 14, and, like, uh-huh. the synth they, like, made in it heavily mm-hmm. inspired me. I definitely spent a lot of time working yeah. with, like, 
uh, basic oscillation and stuff. It's kind of like very dark, but it's it's it sounds cool. It's very like comforting in a way. Were you on Tumblr a lot back in the day? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, there was nothing in my like real life that felt stimulating to me enough or like something that I was into. So mm-hmm. I, I use the internet for that, you know. Oh yeah. All right, here we go. Self Armageddon Dandelion Hands.
That was beautiful. Right? That was great. Dandelion hands. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah, the main, like, uh, the main oscillator in that track hella inspired me to dive into sound design. And, like, I think it really, it was a pivoting moment when I heard that shit and, like, actually applied some something from the influence I got out of that. Like, I spent the next, like, six to eight months learning how to sound design properly, like, mixing sound. And it really shaped the way I think that I view sound now. Like, that's something I I really push people that like want to make music like do it like the way that you view sound changes and the way that you view life changes and it's just it, it's so impactful I, I think anybody that has that creative spark can get so much out of their life especially in their early years when we have this like wisteria and like bliss like it it, it really can shape you as a person yeah cool. totally when when the song was playing in the studio you said something really interesting about how you it started off just saying that um you know there's kind of like a lot of space in between the music that influences you and like your actual output you know yes, that yeah. um it's not like a you know a straight line like i listen to hard style music and then i make hard style songs right. and whatnot i just wonder if you want to talk about how you try to incorporate the music that you listen to and influence you into your music and if you kind of have like a method or if you're purposeful in the type of music that you consume so to kind of help your creative process when you're making your music yeah so i think it's highly important like if you make a certain type of music like if you actually stick in a genre don't make that the primary genre you listen to i think it can create this like circle and this loop and that that's always a good thing that means community right but we also we want to see how much we can push sound it starts out as this simple wave and we found a way to uh make this orchestra of sounds in so many new ways and i think that there's always something new to do and i think for me it's very important to me that i listen to and revisit genres and old songs that i've always loved that aren't anything to do with what i make just like that song i've n never really made a song like that but the way that it's affected my influence um i can immediately think of a few tracks that come to mind where if you heard it you're like oh i can kind of see that influence but it's still very different and that, that that's just i think that helps a lot it helps you keep things fresh it, it helps not getting stuck in a certain way of thinking with music because you don't really want to abide by those types of rules and like there's no point to me music is anti-establishment and it's form of expression anything that's genuine like that is anti-establishment that's how it should be um and i know a lot of like artists they'll do this thing where like they don't let themselves listen to music so like say you're on the train and like or like traveling and you're bored as shit you want to listen to music just don't just think about it just think like be exist with yourself and realize the sound around you is also music the sound in your head is also music your thoughts sound crazy but like the thoughts in your you know what i mean like it's <laughs> no, everything totally, is there 100%. and when you generate that boredom when you take yourself to that point of like maybe sacrifice on a smaller level because you're not letting yourself listen to music that sacrifice is giving in and you get a lot of motivation i think out of that you get a lot of inspiration out of moments like that because um this stuff doesn't just disappear you know energy transfer is a very real thing and so when you go to sit down and make music after having that built up you're going to have this stuff just flow out of you so keeping your influence as wide as you can 
don't like hate on music right off rip like try and like see where the artist was coming from if it's like pop country hate on that shit all day fuck that shit i don't care but you know because that's all like there's there's lines to everything whatever but you get what i'm saying it's 100 very important to keep that influence open so that was that was emo something i forget the words that we use to describe that but um just fucking tumblr music (laughs) but for yeah you said ethereal ethereal yeah let's get one more track in for sure i think one that's a bit digestible from this artist and also still really wavy would be um little ugly man who's getting rich it's off the third side of tape so they have a volume of tapes called three-sided tapes and this is the third installment um you should be able to find like an individual track for it usually it's all like clumped together but i think recently he released all of them individually yeah here we go third side of tape what was the title one more um time? who's getting rich beautiful all right we got it sick yeah who's getting rich little ugly man roll it
There we go. Who's getting rich? A little ugly mane. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely. Um, I can hear some of that in, in, in your music for sure. See, I get that a lot, and it's it's because it's real. Ugly mane has. I probably have like spent. They have my most hours listened. I think definitely, and it's just because their like discography is like extensive. It, it's kind of what I admire to be. I mean. What you were just listening to is off of a tape that is uh, from, it's a collection of songs from like 2009 to like 13 or something like that. I don't even know. Those, that, all three installments have music that were made before I was even fucking born. So it's just like for it to be this wide, this influential, this like dip into so many sounds, like I said, black metal beats, um, just like literal radio skits. I mean, their entire project Bedwetter is just this experimental uh, dive into their issues and like these scenarios that really I don't know it it that rise that they have in their music is definitely something I aspire to be and it comes out a lot in like percussive rhythm I think hmm it definitely reminds at least that song specifically reminds me of some cuts off of Malle- malleable oh yes malleable. yeah mm-hmm. I'd love to uh yeah just start chatting about some of your more recent projects and stuff you got going on Ah, yes, for sure. Um, it's It's been interesting because a lot of these projects, I don't have anything done until the last day uh, that I plan. So that, that usually has to do with like um, stuff like titles and like the name of the project itself. I, I usually just go by FLP project names until like the last minute. Uh-huh. Um, but in terms of like new stuff coming out... Uh, I do have like uh, Jungle Tape coming next month. It's supposed to go on cassettes with the release initially, so that'll be fucking sick. Let's and then, go. I love a cassette. Right? I know. I've been really loving doing physicals lately, like CDs and tapes. They're probably my favorite way to distribute music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just nice to have it, like with the art and everything. Yeah. Do you do you find yourself consuming a lot of physical music? Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, in Florida, probably a lot more. Like I'm when I was over there. Still, I had this. Um, handheld cassette player and i i loved walking in the middle of the night because my town like is empty there's like nobody there uh come around midnight to one so um just like taking that around and listening to like specifically ghost worm comes to mind by uh by two highly recommend y'all listen to by two they just actually had an album drop recently that goes fucking nuts i play them a lot on my radio show here at bff.fm um but definitely something everybody should look into um very inspiring person they use a tracker and jump around a lot with like polyrhythmic beats and mostly jungle you know they call it orb core they've created this genre called orb core but it has a lot to do with i guess like break core and like same influence inspired stuff but definitely their own twist that's super sick i would love to um chat about malleable for a second and spin some tracks it um a fantastic project like really just though yeah respect it's um i love it it's interesting we talked earlier and you said that you really don't come into songs or projects or i guess any anything that you're making with like a preconceived idea of like i want to create this right um but i definitely noticed just listening to malleable compared with some of your other work and some of like your live sets that i've heard you do i definitely 
um it just had like a happier maybe more like euphoric feeling that i would say some of your stuff i definitely when i think of rain's death and i think this is highly influenced by the live stuff that i've seen you do but you know i I think of um fast hard abrasive you know and uh, and there's definitely that definitely does come through on certain tracks in malleable but there's also this really kind of beautiful euphoric it's like warm feeling warm warmness is a good way to put it how do you think that that came to be honestly did did you just kind of like stumble into it or yeah no it was a mixture like with malleable i knew ahead of time i was like this is probably going to be a trance project because at the time i was listening to a lot of new trance that my friends were making and then like getting a hold of spire which is like a really fun plugin i highly recommend to all you little music makers spire is so sick like i i I made a lot of presets in that um i told you in the car earlier on the way here like it was mostly made in two days and that was just because i procrastinate and don't want to work on music until i know okay you know i'm manic enough or like oh i'm (laughs) i need that fidget like it it needs to be when i can purely express something without my brain getting in the way uh, and so I think in the time that I, it's ironic in the time that I made malleable, I remember some of these tracks I was working on like uh, siphon brain itch. Um, I was so emo. I was so sad, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it has this like warm uplifting feeling. And I think in a way it was kind of like, it's corny, but like my subconscious trying to take care of me or like be uh-huh. there for me, you know, cause I, I, this was when I just moved out here and you know, I, I had like, a couple people I knew, but like there was nothing resembling home and it was just me, you know, and I felt very isolated in ways I still do, but it it's translates differently now. Um, but that's, I think why malleable sticks out. Uh, it was a very unique headspace for me when I made it. And a lot of the samples I used, um, like in lips on my sleeve, I think that track is very interesting. It's not something I, typically make you know and i think that's why people fuck with it because it was something different from uh-huh. yeah i'm i'm interested to talk a little bit about like your workflow and just your process of creating music because a you put out you put out a lot like in terms of the music that you're releasing yes. um off the bat and i presume that you're also making a lot of stuff that you know never necessarily sees oh, the yes. light of day oh yes in that um so I wonder if you're making, you said previously that, um, do you kind of set like internal deadlines for yourself? I try to, but I, um, like, okay, at the beginning of this year, I wanted to do this thing where I release an album every, once a month on the 13th because 113 is my number. Um, and it was going well for the first half, but like, obviously life gets in the way and you can't control a lot of things. Um, over time I notice, um, I I make pr- so many projects, it just starts to feel like weight on my shoulders. So I'd say the bulk of what I make never gets posted, like like genuinely. Like I'd even argue ninety percent of what I make isn't posted. It just doesn't always make the cut because, you know, like my workflow. I, I kind of explained this before, but for you lovely people, my workflow really consists of uh, times that I need expression to come out of me, times that I want to fidget with something for stimulation. Um, just if I'm feeling manic, you know, I have a lot of, um, what do you call it? Unhinged mannerisms. And I've gotten really good over the years about not affecting those around me. Um, but you know, it, music has been the main way to help myself. And those like, you know, you know, this mental problem stuff, like it, 
I think most people that make art usually have something going on, uh, a couple screws loose, and it's it, it helps people like like us, you know, to just be able to create whenever. And I'm really happy to be in a, a period of our human existence to where it's as, as accessible as I can just steal all these fucking corporations' programs and use it for free on my laptop that I had to spend so much money to use, you know? Like, it's... I don't know. It 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 has a lot to do with the need to tinker and like express. If I'm not working on music for a while, it'll translate to something else. I also love writing. I was working on I was actually writing two books simultaneously. Um a lot of my stuff was stolen about a year ago, so I lost all of that and like uh, all my music that I made since I was a teenager to now. But in a way, you know, like I said, 90% of what I make doesn't get posted. Same with that. And I just had this weight on my shoulders for a long time um fuck i I, you know have all this music i want to post but like it's so tiring just to go through it all and so getting that reset um was actually a few months before malleable was made and so malleable was made in that time when it was like really fresh and i think it's just yeah with the back to the main question my workflow changes all the time it really has to do with my headspace and how i approach it my technical understanding of um, the DAW FL Studio never really changes, but what I utilize is what changes, and it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah, more on the technical side, do you have a specific process for starting a track? Like, do you start out with laying a few like percussive loops? Do you start with a melody? Does it depend on how you're feeling or the specific track? Yeah, it definitely depends on how I'm feeling. There's been, like, seldom time I will open it up and start something like drums or percussion first. Um, Usually it's melodies. Uh, A lot of times it's melodies. If it's not, like, sound designing synth or just making funny little loops, it's, like, uh, sampling something. So, like I mentioned Soulseek to you before, um, really awesome, epic client to find any music ever. I have this folder that's linked to my FL file browser, and it's just all of my complete Soulseek downloads. So I have just albums and like game OSTs, and I'll just like dive through that and cut out samples and like, you know, just tinker with it. And I, I really love sampling, and that inspiration definitely comes from like the Boom Bap stuff from a kid, and then also like Lil Ugly Mane and their use of sampling. It's just heavily inspired me to how can you manipulate this sound that's already been produced processed and exported and then make it sound new you know so it's yeah it definitely it changes a lot sometimes i will get in and just sound design some like terror kick of like something like french core with you know with a very high accent breath um something like that and then build off of that recently um i mentioned spire uh i started this track off where i just recorded one line of acid, so the same sequence, and then after doing that, I kept recording and then overdid the loop and uh, or overdubbed it, and I would just make minor shifts to the acid, so changing the comb filter, the resonance of it, um, designing the envelope, changing the decay so it has these tappy sounds, changing the attack a little bit so it's drawn out some more, and then as I do that, I realize, okay, I have this three-minute recording of this acid, and then I start to build a track around that, adding sections, adding grooves, sampling my own stuff. Uh, that's a large part of my workflow is just sampling my own things, so processing, consolidating, and then building off of that. Um, but it just changes so much. I don't know. It's something I have to visually show as opposed to just sit here and explain because it's gone so many different ways, you know. Totally. I would love to spin some tracks off Malleable. Oh, yeah. Um, while, sure. while we have some time, we're actually 
we've been talking for a minute so we gotta we gotta get down to it is there any any particular tracks off that that you want the people to hear i definitely have a favorite or two that i'd love to spin yeah i mean but, you can start with your favorite i, d- I have a couple names here so yeah i i've really i've been listening to um 8xem350 ah uh, yes the miku vocaloid <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would love to uh g- give that a spin for their for people sure. all right how do you 8xem is it like eight do you have a specific way to pronounce I, it, it that? was a license tag i saw and i thought <laughs> it sounded cool so it should yeah here 8xem 350 yeah and then um who is the the collaborator on this yes that's our that's my friend sean ff85f7 um they are a newer sex trans slash hard trans artist heavily inspired by purity filters sienna sleep ie stuff like that um i met them i'd say it's been like a year now um online and i actually just got to meet them in person when, when they played a show in reno with danny rev and ak Fay. That shit was so fucking awesome. I think they just moved to New York because we have a lot of people in our scene over there on the East Coast. Hoping to see y'all soon. I know you're listening. <laughs> shout out Finian. Shout out the whole Sex Trans Collective, GZ999. But yeah, just um, just a homie. Hell yeah. All right, <laughs> here we go. Uh, 8XM 350. San Francisco music scene. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.
Beautiful. Thank you. Love it. Just looking through the album here, I am curious. What's your creative process behind some of these names? I'm looking. We got track track seven, Rosh Meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that one was just the project name. So the thing is, I either just keep it whatever the project name was that I saved it as, or it's like whatever comes to my head first. Recently, I've started making notes of like track names I think about like randomly, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I have a lot of cool track titles on like my SoundCloud, I feel like for like the random singles I post. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's either just like straight expression, whatever's on top of my head or just like shit like that, where it's just the project name. Same with like Siphon Brain Itch. That was originally called like Booty Shards Symphony. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of played off the same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. totally. I like booty. You got to save booty shard. I'm saying that's kind of fire. When I play it live, it still shows up on Serato like that. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, yeah. Uh, while we still have a little bit of time, I would love to talk about Ar- uh, Armada Springs. Yes. For the people who are unaware, maybe just talk talk a little bit about what that is, and then uh, go into a little bit of the lore, how that came to be. Yeah, and then that, we go from there. That is a, it's fuck. Um, yeah, Armada Springs is my soul and spirit. It's very bound to me and uh, my friend Vertigo Away. Uh, more like my my sister. That's that's my family. Um, we started Armada Springs. I think like six years ago, five or six years ago. Um, and initially, uh, the name comes from so the second half is Springs, and this like small fucking town that means a lot to my my person, my soul. Um, and in weird ways, it was called the Phoenix Springs. There's only like 7,000 people there. It's very, very little, very um, tight. Uh, people there did not like me, but the setting was very interesting. It's very um, almost historical. It feels like the town is like 100 years in the past. And as I'm isolated in this place, I meet Vertigo Away through my friends that I went to high school with, Corvus and Fatneck. Uh, I met Corvus at this like weird therapy group thing, but... Yeah, it was just this little friend group, and, you know, Armada Springs essentially was just this friend group, this collective of, like, creative, weird people, and we um, were putting out music, we had graphic artists, and we still do. Um, Rosters changed over the years, you know, people kind of do their own thing and all that, but, uh, yeah, it just started because we just wanted to have that type of outlet, you know, and it's means a lot i don't know it just means so much to us like it is some family shit it's not just like some label you know this is a collective of people uh not even just music you know we venture into all mediums and muses of art um just it's just for expression it it really is it's it's i don't know i don't really know how to list it but the lore it's it's really interesting there's so many stories that tie to uh the building of it and i don't i think it's all tied to our connections to each other. You know, it's not like, oh, this machine. It's not some, like, corporate bullshit. Like, it's, it really just has to do with the way we learn from each other and the artistic routes that we've all taken and this our past. I'm, I'm really, you know, that saying, staying true, staying true. Like, I, I stay true to that shit no matter what. You know, I still change every day, every week, but uh, we always on some Armada shit. It's just uh, who we are, and... Honestly, like the Armada part, I just saw the fucking car Armada, you know, the, the Armada, I don't know if it, who's by, it's like Nissan or something, like, some bullshit, some like big caravan thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, yeah, Armada, Armada fleet, it's just like us, so Armada Springs, and that's what it is, it's this dimension of uh, swamps. <coughs> it's the swampies. It's the swamps. Yep, it's swampy. <laughs> yeah, so you said it's um, 
like a multidisciplinary project or you're not just bound by music what are some um what are some projects that you guys have put out through that what is what has been like the output of creating that group yeah and so having that space recently um we actually just did a little stop motion video uh one of our members gork i think was just doing like for school or something but ended up doing this really cool stop motion film using uh gumpla like little gundam figurines and they have these ones that are like called 30 minute missions and they're really cool because all their joints are connected through this universal circle port thing just like bionicles kind of so you can mm -hmm. like change out the limbs with different ones and stuff so they made this cool little like born scene and then it turns into a fight and then they ended up going outside and all this and then i did the entire sound design stuff for it um they did a couple effects and stuff but i just built like some music for it and like made it you know made the audio of it kind of be more cohesive and uh so there's stuff like that there's stuff like visuals um images we've done like shirts face masks we're um I guess I can just say it because it's been around forever. Um, we have this like EP, this like house EP. We call it Sour House because it's like a, a very gritty, different version of house music. Um, but with that, we actually made rolling trays with these cool little LED lights in it and like the arts on the bottom and it's pink and, you know, just like anything we like, like uh, Vertigo Away. She, she has her own, she got into like these tech decks and shit and she made her own little custom ones and then ended up making her own custom skateboards and sells those and like grip tape and so it's just like finding ways to be like you know what i would love to have this in my own way and then it's like okay other people that like our shit might want it too and that money can help support armada springs and then doing these things because i have bigger ideas it's just lack of funding you know there's so many things i want to do like uh there's this witch house comp i've been planning for a long time and i want to do um, a bunch of artists, various artists send in tracks and then we do a CD, a CD run for it. But on the inside, there's a booklet with like four pages and it's got like, everybody has like artist bios and highlights and it's got like a little picture of them and they can like put their own words into it and like maybe show some merch, some stickers, stuff like that, you know, just like anything we can create. That's kind of how it is just based off ideas and we don't really shun stuff away. There's no, like I said, there's no cohesion to any of this. Yeah, that's... That's something, actually, you've said a few times, and I find it really interesting, shall we say, your relationship with cohesion. <laughs> um, she hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I wonder if you just, as um, we're, like, wrapping up, I wonder how I want to phrase this question. Um, but I guess I wonder, where, where do you think that comes from, your, like, lack of a need to, yeah, create cohesive projects or whatever you want to um i say think it. problems with authority uh, uh -huh. I, I grew up in like a military town my granddad's a nar narcissistic asshole um and they're very you know i love routines i don't get me wrong i love like forms of things that l run the same line as cohesion but uh i don't like cohesion in the way of like we were talking about in the car you know the whole like with parties you know oh you start with a chill set and then you go to hardcore there can't be any moment of silence even if people are like switching their setup like shit like that is i don't fuck with that stuff because i don't like bounding music in that space that creative space it's it just doesn't feel right to me and same with like music and to me i just love fucking sound i love sound so much i don't care what genres it sticks with. I don't even care if it flows like in a set, you know, like if, if people have variety, I love that shit. I love, I love them recording their own samples. I love them taking samples from movies. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I like, 
maybe it's because I was raised on randomness humor, LOL, like epic XD raw <laughs> shit, but like I just love it. I love that type of stimulation where I don't have to expect what's going to happen next. I, I hate the mundane day-to-day um, type of folk that just you know what to expect in their lives, you know? No hate to anybody. Like live, live how you want to live. Be happy how you want to be. I'm not judging it like that, but for me personally... I, I want it to feel spontaneous, you know? I, I want to be like that until the day I die. I just want it to be... I don't want cohesion. I reject it. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, I think that that's um, a great place to wrap things up. Hell yeah. That was... Thank you so much for sitting down with me. That was um, a really inspiring and interesting conversation to have. Yeah, it's and been a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Uh, real quick, I guess just shout out... You got projects coming out. You know, there's Armada Spring. Um, I keep pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> Armada Springs have a website or somewhere where people can find it. You know, tell tell the people how to how to get access to you. Yes. Yeah, so um, with Armada Springs, we mostly go through our Bandcamp. So you can just do armadasprings.bandcamp.com. You can see all the lovely artists we've put out through there, and also find uh, more people. For me myself, you can just Google Rainsdef, no capital, no punctuation, shit, one word, all lowercase. Uh, you'll see all my stuff pop up. Um, big shouts outs to GZ999, uh, Fuck Landline Collective, um, and yeah, that's that. Beautiful. And you you have a show on BFF. I do. I do. Every if I'm Tuesdays. Not mistaken. Yes, Tuesdays eight to ten. Come check out Rain Station. Beautiful. I yeah. Thank you again for having us on. In the next hour, we're gonna hear a curated mix. That's actually something. I wanted to touch on, we can do it really quickly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of related earlier. You said you don't really consider yourself a DJ. Yeah. And I know one time, I think it was at the beach rave that we did together. Yes. Yeah. You described your set. I think it was like a curated, um, a curated noise experience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh huh. Um, so what, what would you use mix to describe like what you, what, what do you think you're going to give us? How would you describe? I'd say, yeah, I'd, I'd say it'll be on the more tame mix. Um, the reason I call it that is because, uh, people like, I don't know. I'm not a DJ because of the amount of effects I use and the amount of slicing I do. Um, I do DJ things with transition stuff and all that. And obviously I use a DDJ, but I'm getting away from that setup. Uh, but yeah, for for that, I guess you could just call it a fucking mix. I don't know. Yeah, whatever that's fine. You want to call yeah, it. whatever. It's a, it's a mix. We'll call it a mix. All right, for sure. Thank you for sitting down with me again. And yeah, all right, cool. Yay. I think that's about it. Thank you. <laughs>
guys are tuned into BFF.FM. Thank you so much for Rain's Death for being my guest on my program for the next hour. We have music curated by the one and only Rain's Death. You guys are tuned into BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. This is the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. Thank you so much for hanging out. Bringing the underground to the foreground.
BFF.FM, best frequencies forever. Community Radio, all your friends are are tuned into bff.fm make sure to keep it locked you're listening to the sounds of rain's death all the way until noon hope you guys are having a good wednesday morning this is the hardcore heaven radio power hour and again you are tuned into bff.fm best frequencies forever I'm gonna go to the bathroom, 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 I'
How are you guys doing out there? We have just under 10 minutes left of the episode. Thank you so, thank you guys so much for tuning in to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. Huge shout out to Rain Steph for sitting down and talking to me and curating this mix. Make sure to tune in for the next episode. That's going to be January 4th. The guest will be the one and only Disc No Girl. Really excited for that episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got about six more minutes of music left and then on to the next show. Make sure to keep it locked and make sure to keep enjoying your Wednesday afternoon. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Forrest Gas Station Engineer, and you're listening to BFF.FM. <laughs> 